0: I pitched that to my publisher because years back, they actually said no to doing a treehouse book that I was going to go elsewhere, was offered a contract with a different publishing house, and I didn't like them ultimately. So I said no and repitched it to my publisher. And I said, listen, have you ever met anyone that when you bring up treehouses, they said, bah humbug, I hate treehouses. No, treehouses are like the candy of the sky.
1: Welcome to the Tiny House Lifestyle Podcast, the show where you learn how to plan, build, and live the tiny lifestyle. I'm your host, Ethan Waldman, and this is episode 272 with fan favorite Derek Deke Diedrickson. Deke has been on the show several times, but I asked him back on because it is the 10th anniversary of his signature and super fun and unique tiny house building workshop, which is called Tiny House Summer Camp. In this interview, we'll talk about Deke's hands-on approach to workshops and how he structures these events so that you can get your hands on power tools and build and really get a sense of what it's like to build a small home. It wouldn't be an interview with Deke without lots of fun stories. We talk about how he has built two stealth small homes on public land that are completely hidden from view, how to start small and what other workshops and writing projects he has on his plate. Deke is always cooking up lots of interesting things. So it's a really fun conversation, and I hope you stick around. I love to cook in my tiny house kitchen, but I don't always love to clean up. And one of my big concerns with going tiny was losing the convenience of a dishwasher. That's why I'm so excited to share today's sponsor with you, the Fotile 2-in-1 In-Sync Dishwasher. It's a dishwasher built into a sink, and it's perfect for tiny house living. This innovative appliance is perfect for modern living in compact spaces. With its efficient design, it saves lower cabinet space and fits perfectly into a standard 36-inch cabinet base, making it ideal for tiny homes. But it's not just about saving space. It's about saving time and water, too. The Fotile 2-in-1 in-sink dishwasher offers a quick wash cycle of just 20 minutes, getting your dishes clean in no time. 45-minute standard and 80-minute intensive washes are also available. Plus, it saves nearly 50% of the water a regular dishwasher would consume. With its ergonomic top-loading design, you don't need to bend over like you would with a traditional dishwasher, making it perfect for small kitchens. When it comes to cleanliness, the Fotile 2-in-1 in dishwasher doesn't disappoint. With five standard washing and rinsing cycles and a 360-degree cleaning system, It eliminates 99.99% of E. coli and other common bacteria from your dishes, promoting a healthy kitchen environment. Are you worried about installation? Don't be. Fotile provides a comprehensive DIY installation tutorial online, and they are offering Tiny House Lifestyle podcast listeners a special extended five-year limited warranty. There are over 30 million families around the world enjoying Fotile's full range of cooktops, ovens, range hoods, and in-sync dishwashers. They've channeled 20 years of experience and expertise into these innovative compact dishwashers. This amazing dishwasher has a rating of 4.7 out of 5 on Lowe's.com. Visit us.fotileglobal.com THLP to learn more and purchase your Fotile 2-in-1 in-sync dishwasher today. That's us.fotileglobal.com THLP. That link will be in the show notes too. Upgrade your tiny home kitchen with Fotile and experience the convenience of modern living in a compact space. All right, I am here with Derek Deek Diedrichson. Deek is a self-proclaimed lover of all things tiny home. The Massachusetts-based builder is the author of numerous tiny home books and organizer of tiny home building and design workshops around the country and has been featured on more than one HGTV series and the DIY Network. His latest book, Micro Shelters, features 59 of the country's most creative small structures, cabins, tree houses, stilted shelters, backyard huts, and tiny homes on wheels. Deke's band, Inverter, just signed a record deal, and their forthcoming album will be released in September. Deke, welcome back to the show.
0: Hey, what's up? Glad to be here. Glad to hear from you as well. Thank you.
1: You might be now tied with Macy Miller for guest appearances on the show. Oh,
0: oh yeah. I got to crush her. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> She's awesome. I still talk to her quite a bit. She's always yeah. so involved in things. By the way, I have another book out since then, Micro Living.
1: Micro, that's right. As I read that, I was like, I'm pretty sure there's another one.
0: Micro Shelters is the one has like sold crazy amounts of copies and like even made Michelle Obama's summer reading list years back, which I was like, oh, my God. Mm. Yeah. But Micro Living's the newer one. Did you get to meet? No, no, I didn't. My dog's growling at somebody out there. So someone's about to approach the house. No, I wish that would have been cool.
1: Yeah, that would have been cool
0: to meet anyone of that stature, regardless of where you stand politically. I mean, come on, that would have been something else. Yeah,
1: totally, totally. Well, um, it's, it's great to have you back. I mean, I feel like the, the very first time we talked, we were talking about the U-Haul conversion, um, that you did. Then I think you were back and we talked a lot about like tree houses and like scrap building. Yeah. Um, and I just saw recently that you've got your 10 year or your 10th run of tiny house summer camp coming up. And I thought, you know, we could get you on the show and just talk about, talk about workshops and like kind of the yeah. magic that happens there and like what, what your philosophy on that is.
0: All right. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's year number 10. The 10th one we've had, it's technically year number 12 because. Mm. Long story long, you know me, Ethan.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: When we first started one of these, we just we decided to do one. My brother convinced me, let's do a workshop up in Vermont and this 10 acres off grid I own. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. I thought nobody would sign up. I just started doing YouTube, my blog, all that, and it was sold out. Yep. And I figured it was a one off. So we skipped a year. And then, mm-hmm. you know, a year after that, my brother's like, why don't we keep doing a few there? I'm like, Really? I never thought of that. Mm-hmm. COVID, one of the years of COVID. We had to postpone, too, because people just didn't want to travel, couldn't travel. So that was another year we missed. But we got back on track after that. So it's been crazy. People from all over the globe, like literally have yeah, you know, flown from Peru, the UK, Uganda, um, I forget where else, Ecuador, just to come hang out and build with us in the deep woods yeah. of Vermont.
1: Well, yeah. Why don't you like? what is Tiny House Summer Camp? Let's start there.
0: Well, I, I taught workshops. I actually started doing these before I freelanced and taught workshops for another large tiny house building company and I was fine working with them, but their workshops were all talk based PowerPoint Mm -hmm. slide presentations in hotel ballrooms. And that wasn't my thing because me being, we talked off camera, very ADHD. Like I was always like one of those people was into doing it instead of hearing about it. Yeah. I am a firm believer that you can learn more thoroughly, quickly by using your hands and actually doing it instead of watching someone do it or hear about Mm -hmm. it, you know, watch a YouTube video. Mm -hmm. So that's really important. That's key. So that's really the fundamental building blocks or element of these workshops. You're out there, you're building alongside us, with us. You're literally building, you know, you'll leave with some calluses in your hand. You'll be dirty. We're we're hoping you have some fun. Uh, Some people still just like to sit back and watch and people learn differently. Yeah, But I just didn't want, and I got the same feedback, people sitting in a hotel ballroom watching a slide presentation. It took me back to like the, you know, days in high school when they wheeled out the overhead projector dating myself.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Or, you know, brought out like a, a movie to watch. Yep. It works for some, but it's it's a, it's a waste of time in some cases. I'll come out right and say it sometimes. Yeah. It's just a waste of time.
1: I mean, you can certainly learn a lot in a, in a ballroom workshop, you know, about yeah, yeah. the building science and about the order of how things go. But like, you're not going to learn how to you know, lay out a wall or to use a screw gun or a circular saw in a ballroom. You got to, you got to put your hands on it.
0: I should retract a little bit. You can learn plenty. (laughs) No, because I taught a bunch of them too. And I wouldn't have if I didn't dig them enough. And yeah, sure. They paid me, but, uh, and I traveled around the U S doing them, but you, you can learn some stuff from them and it's in a nice controlled AC environment and, and all that. So that is for some people and not for others.
1: Yeah. Don't, I mean, don't be knocking my trade. Cause I don't teach no. workshops. I teach PS.
0: Yeah, no, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that, <laughs> the, but I, I really, getting. this is my stances. I've learned by doing, Yes. you know, I grew up in a very hands-on family and learned a lot of stuff just by jumping in the deep end. And a lot of people, they're very fearful of like trying something for the first time, usually in the case of power tools and building. And once they, once they actually yeah. do it, instead of hearing about it on a slideshow yeah. presentation, I realized like, oh, this isn't as complex as I thought. And it builds right. that, it builds courage and, you know, just confidence in yeah. them. And that, that's why I think there's an advantage with the hands-on ones.
1: Nice. So what, do you have um, kind of some building projects sketched out for for summer camp this year?
0: Yeah, we start, well, we always have a couple that like mm-hmm. intentionally, like we don't finish. We we have so many groups at once. So you're building multiple things that we pack away at. Yep. We have another project, I think, probably since, I don't know what we have since you've been there. There's a couple things mm-hmm. hidden out in the woods. We have 11 cabins now, some of which yep. are tree houses. You know, there's the giant robot one. You saw that. Yeah, you've seen that. Nice. One. Nice. Yep. But we started building another robot creature that was more along the lines of, you know, Planet of the Apes where the Statue of Liberty is like stuck in the sand kind of thing. Yeah. You ever saw that? Totally. It's a robot head and shoulders that might become a future hip camp rental. Nice. But it actually has these giant hands coming out of the earth, too. are made out of wood so it looks as if like some easter island giant was buried in the woods in the hillside of vermont so and with you know using found repurposed materials where possible
1: as always
0: we might build another mini a-frame too because everybody seems to be into you know vernacular simplicity uh the design of a-frames
1: yep and i mean they're just like so dead simple to build that it's probably nice to just exactly
0: and i try to build things people can finish in a weekend so we're not going to build a full-out tiny house because that takes like a thousand plus labor hours never going to happen so i try to have some microcosm projects that will give people a chance to experience like here's the technique you would use on a larger scale to build a tiny house here's how you'd frame the wall here's how you do roofing by the end of the weekend hopefully they have a picture of them in front of something they built soup to nuts Mm -hmm. start to finish. That's yeah. the idea. You know, you didn't sit at home watching reruns of whatever, you know, uh, Airwolf. There's another dated show. You probably don't even know about that one. Ethan.
1: I don't know Airwolf. I got your other references.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I literally try to think of something really deep and old. I don't know why. Um, Someone
1: listening will be like, Airwolf. Airwolf. Jan
0: Michael Benson. You now you got to look it up, Ethan. You got to watch yeah. Airwolf. It was a hot okay. show back in the day. Back when we'd ride our uh, ordinary bikes or our penny farthings down to the picture <laughs> house and, and watch airwolf. <laughs> but,
2: Excellent. Excellent.
0: Uh, <laughs> our jewels were in hot air balloons. We take them downtown. All right. Yep. Back on track. Yep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so like we're, we're chatting, it's July, this will be out soon. So if you know, people listen to this in a reasonable amount of time, there's a chance that they could actually attend the 2023 yes. summer camp. What are the dates? What are the registration details?
0: Okay, so it's September. It's actually a week earlier than it usually is. Uh-huh. Uh, September 15th to the 17th. Okay. It's still technically in the summer. we picked those dates because it's just not buggy or as buggy in Vermont then. We used to do August, mm-hmm. and it's just hot and buggy. Because yeah. it's off-grid. It's outdoors on 10 acres. Yep. We have you know, a lot going on. September 15th to the 17th, relaxshacks.com to sign up. Multiple hosts. Paulo Coleman's coming back to do his Shishuki Bond mm-hmm. fire demos and building Excellent. my brother. Uh, my brother Dustin, who was basically a co host on the yep. HGTV stuff with me in the DIY network. Uh, Alex Eves bringing up his tiny house that's in the movie, The Box nice. Truck Film, the documentary we created that's yep. been at, at film festivals. Who else? Marty Scralunas, a Connecticut architect. He's going to be there doing side demos. There's a lot going on. Yeah. And we're building yeah. on top of all of that. So uh, we have that. But we also just announced in November on RelaxShacks.com. we're doing one out in California in Yucca Valley at this. Awesome. I've stayed there twice with my brother when we've done workshops elsewhere. It's this glamping tent resort place called Heavenly Cielito. C-I-E-L-I-T-O, which I don't know if it means like little ceiling, little sky. I don't know. Heavenly Cielito. That's going to be in November. Hands-on workshop right near Joshua Tree. It's the town next to Joshua nice. Tree. I'm in love with that area. So anytime we can find an excuse to teach a workshop out there, just so I can be out there, we go. Nice. And we're building a cool desert like tiny house structure there.
1: Sweet. And that's for like a client or for there's somebody. No, it's,
0: uh, I'm not getting paid to do it. It's just, they yeah. wanted something built and in, in exchange for being able to use their site. It's, it's case by case basis. Yeah. Yeah. We get to stay in one of the tent things. So, you know, I don't have to pay for lodging kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The place mm-hmm. is awesome. We're building and designing this for them. We already met with them at Joshua tree last year to plan it. And, uh, People can rent their tents and stay there. And basically in exchange, uh, it's a, it's a site, albeit a very unique and cool one where we can build as opposed to awesome. my land in 29 Palms, which is like this Mad Max. So you've been there, right? Didn't you have oh, been by? there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It looks like a, a nuke went off. But
1: <laughs> <laughs> a nuke went off and just scattered all kinds of cool yeah. old crap everywhere.
0: Dude, we, we've cleaned it up so much since you've been there. You'd be surprised. Nice. And we have a couple things we've built. But anyways, this place is gorgeous. Nice. Nice. And I'm looking forward to that.
1: So you're, you're leaning in heavy to the workshops. I love it. No, not really. Um,
0: No, you know what? Like I'm so busy with other stuff. I just signed a new contract for a book through my publisher that I did micro shelters and micro living with. Mm -hmm. It's a tree house book, not a tiny house book. It's micro shelters in the sky. Maybe that will be the title. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: The uh, powers that be sometimes get to decide over me, but I'm working on that right now. And I guess if you don't mind me saying, if there's anyone out there that wants to contact me that has a cool tree house that they want featured, yeah, I'm looking and I'm trying to focus on tree houses that are affordable, have yep. creative character infused in them, N- not the Pete Nelson and I love his stuff, but not the yeah. McMansion tree houses. We'll have some of those, of course. Yeah. So I'm looking for them. It's it's tougher than I thought it would be to find creative, affordable, simple ones.
1: mm. I think there's one in like Waitsfield, Warren area, Vermont. That's like, I think it's one of the most popular Airbnbs ever. It's a tree, it's a really cool treehouse. I've probably see have I can...
0: seen it. I, I just went out to one called the Stone City Treehouse in Hardwick, and I love Hardwick, Vermont. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's hugely popular, gorgeous, and the plot of land it's on with the creek going right by the treehouse, it's like, it's heavenly.
1: Yeah. I
0: rarely use that word. It's freaking heavenly. And that's one I filmed and I just put a YouTube video out
1: for that as well. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah. Tree houses. There's, there's just something about them, especially ones that like are more than just like a tree fort where like, you're like, Oh Oh, I I can sleep in this thing. I can like live here for a couple of days.
0: No doubt. And they make big money if you build them to rent. It's crazy. Like people spend hundreds of dollars a night for the unique experience of staying in a tree house. I'm sure. And I I pitched that to my publisher because years back, they actually said no to doing a treehouse book that I was going to go elsewhere, was offered a contract with a different publishing house. And I didn't like them ultimately. So I said no and repitched it to my publisher. Mm -hmm. And I said, listen, have you ever met anyone that when you bring up treehouses, they said, bah, humbug, I hate treehouses? No. (laughs) It's like, have you ever met anyone that doesn't like candy? Right. Tree houses yeah. are like the candy of the sky. I don't know. They're, candy of it's the like, sky. Yeah. Everyone seems to dig them. There's something fun. There's that whole hailing back your childhood aspect of them. So so they finally said yes. I convinced them.
1: Sweet. Well, I'm sure it'll be great. I love your books. Yeah. Thank you. And um, Yeah. A lot of great image forward, but with also a lot of practical information. I love that you include usually plans in the books. You yeah. know, That you could you know, you could start a build off of and, and it's always fun.
0: This one will be interesting because I'm going out somewhere in New York. I don't even remember where to build a treehouse. that every step of it, they're going to, it's going to be kind of strange and intrusive. I'll, I'll admit mm-hmm. a photographer is going to be there the whole time. So in the book, you're going to have step-by-step photographic, like a journey of how the treehouse was built. Sweet. Start to finish. Sweet. Maybe in lieu of plans, we're deciding, but it'll be fun, but a little bit of a pain in the took us.
1: Yeah, it'll slow things down for sure.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Well, you're always you're always building something. I've learned so uh, I want to ask like what what are you building right now? What are you working on?
0: Oh geez, a couple things. A ways back, I don't know when we last talked. I illegally built a treehouse on state land in a swamp in the woods. Ooh. To see if I could get away with it. Yeah. And I might at some point. I started writing like it is a journal style book mm-hmm. and filmed it as like a lo-fi documentary you know I used to do this when I was a kid we'd build on land where Mm -hmm. we weren't allowed to be without permission Mm -hmm. but I'm I just turned 46 I'm not a kid anymore you don't get a slap in the wrist you get the cop showing up you get arrested if you do this kind of stuff which made me want to do it even more yeah (laughs) I wanted to see if I could get away with it and there was a lot by way of planning like how do you prefab the pieces how do you get them into the woods without being noticed there were some hiking trails nearby like You know, and a couple of times I stumbled into hikers, whereas I heard them coming. And I'd I'd have to throw stuff deep in the woods so they wouldn't see me and wonder what I was doing. Oh, no. Wow. So and then, you know, you you can throw people off by where at one you know, at one point, um, instead of taking trails, I literally would walk streams in garbage sneakers deep into the woods so no one can follow me. Yeah. So way in the woods, there's this cool treehouse that transforms that nobody knows of, at least as far as I know. It's been there three years now.
1: Do you really get arrested or do they just like say like you have to take this down? Yeah, it depends who's reporting me.
0: You know, I don't even know if it. Well, I don't. It's it's kind of semi protected wetlands. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So maybe Mm -hmm. I certainly would get in some form of trouble. Okay. Okay. I haven't been back to the treehouse recently. I visited visited a little ways back and everything was still in great shape and there was no evidence of anyone having found it. It's it's hidden.
1: Um, I'm, I mean, I'm sure you can't reveal too much about it. Can I ask what state it's in?
0: Oh, it's in Massachusetts. It had to be close enough to where I live. It's not in my town. It's a little ways away. It's in a fascinating area where, I don't know, I'm just a fan of, it started by my daughter and I, it was like hot a couple Mm -hmm. summers ago and during COVID all the beaches were like congested. I'm like, I kind of am not ready to go and sit two inches away from people. So we kind of using satellites and maps, I'm like, let's find our own private swimming hole that only we know about. And I discovered this almost like magical woodland place that I fell in love with and started really exploring there. And, and it kind of got me into all these COVID-era hobbies. Like I'm obsessed mm. with uh, antique bottle hunting now for a couple of years. And I started finding stuff out there like this. Sweet. Found an old postcard of a bridge nearby in the woods from the 17 or 1800s. Wow. Kind of near this area. So there's a lot of history linked into wow. it. Wow. It was, it was fun. I got away with it. Not not one person saw me, found me, or questioned me. Good for you. And I'm building another one right now. I guess I should get to that. Oh. I, I I started another one.
1: <laughs> same same, uh, same neighborhood or different, different uh, No, spot? this one's
0: actually real close to where I live. I can actually walk the pieces there. Oh. I cut my own trails. Um, I built foot bridges, all with like scrap wood and stuff I found. Nice. I don't want to spend money on it if it ultimately it's going to be torn down or ruined in the woods. Yeah. Because I'm not really going to use it. I just want some kids at some point. Like, how cool would it be if you're hiking in the woods? You find these trails as a kid and it leads to this random tree house in the woods that's like so cool. So,
1: man, I've never seen your house, but I have to imagine that there's just so much cool building materials (laughs) like stacked up and like ready to go.
0: Yeah, I got a lot of stuff, too much stuff, perhaps, trying to cut back.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But you're a big Facebook marketplace guy. I'm always seeing you like posting stuff. yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's addicting. It's fun. During COVID, I made like a crazy amount of money just selling Mm -hmm. junk off the side of the road and fixing it, rewiring things. And it taught me a bunch of new skills doing it, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. Bicycles, too, that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Bikes are really fun and easy to work on.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I didn't know a lot about them. And I kind of just taught myself through YouTube. Yeah. So I guess there's one of the benefits of YouTube. I I didn't just slam YouTube earlier, but there's a lot you can learn.
1: That's okay. Well, we, we cut that part out. We weren't recording it, yeah, So yeah, nobody, yeah. nobody has to know that you were slamming YouTube. No,
0: I wasn't because I do YouTube videos all the time. I literally just put a tutorial yeah. on how to save great stuff spray foam on YouTube. Nice. <laughs> An easy trick for it. So uh, it's funny. Those videos, they do well, but slowly over time.
1: there's a, It's the long tail.
0: Yeah. You get a thousand views at first. I'm like, oh, man, that video was a fail. And then I check back several months later. I'm like, oh, it's got 70,000 views now.
1: Like, huh. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Strange. Yeah. Gotta, I just made a sell. dollar. <laughs> it's like yeah. Spotify.
1: Exactly. Micro, micro payments, unless you're like Adele or. I just, uh, I
0: could treat myself to a Tootsie roll. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Awesome. Adele. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I mean, you're, you're such a like multidisciplinary. You're an artist. I'm telling you this now. You're a multidisciplinary artist. So the. Thank you. Tell us about inverter. I always, yeah. I see posts. Usually I see a post of you on Facebook you're the front man. It looks like you're mid like scream yeah, or mid yell.
0: <laughs> well, it's funny because we do all these shows and even people I know, because I've drummed at bands forever. Yeah. This is the only yeah. band I've ever fronted. Yeah, And there's a long story behind that, but we just pieced together this project. It was a studio project mm-hmm. between me and my buddy, Bill Bracken. We recorded a full album, put it online and mm-hmm. all of a sudden got all these offers to play shows. I'm like, we're not even a real band. It's just a studio thing. So we built a band around it. We were lucky enough to yeah. find this guy uh, Jeff Lawn and Jimmy Evangelista. He sounds like he's a strangler for the mob <laughs> to play, and they're they're fantastic. Like I couldn't ask for better guys and musicians. Nice. We've been really busy. We have a new album. I was lucky enough to get. I had a contact, a friend of a friend knew Corey Glover from the band Living Color. If you're familiar with them, Living Color has won two Grammys. They've sold millions of albums, all that, and we sent a track to Corey Glover, and he loved it. And actually came into the studio with us and recorded vocals on a track, which was like a little surreal for you know the dude who wrote the track. If you know the cult of personality and all those. Yep, yep. Anyway, so we have a new album coming out through Salt of the Earth Records with that Corey Glover track on it. And it's it's fun. If anything from this interview by now, maybe you're starting to sense that I'm eclectically into weird stuff. And uh, so even lyrically, there's a lot of whimsical bizarre references hailing back to my my youth as a total nerd sci-fi references i'm a cinephile like a big big movie guy mm-hmm. obsessively so it's all worked into this so it's kind of like it's evil but it's fun that's what we try to go for so salt of the earth records i think september nice inverter from boston we're actually playing up in your neck of the woods at higher ground oh coming sweet. up too yeah and coincidentally living colors playing next door which probably would be bad oh, no. because they're huge we're not huge like them but that club is the best so we're that's
1: yeah higher grounds great
0: yeah so we got some cool stuff coming up
1: nice so you know with with all your interests all your skills and things it seems like tiny houses small structures simple sh- shelters have kind of kept your Interest over the years. What do you think it is about them that like keeps you kind of hooked? Well, I
0: mean, it's something that's so everyday and useful. Yeah. You know, shelter by itself. We all need it. Sure. And it's kind of a, it's a mix of like my childlike affinity for whimsy and things that are just fun and colorful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I get to create these little structures and decorate them with all the stuff that interests me. Yep. From, but, you know, I do a lot of painting, too. So that's another thing, bizarre art, mm-hmm. repurposed materials. I've been doing mm-hmm. more and more of that over the years. So it's kind of the one thing centrally in that in that Venn diagram where all the things overlap, kind of, except music, I guess.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, music in tiny houses is fun.
0: Yes. Yeah. I did a short series in one of the tree houses in my yard where we had some artists come out for like the idea was it's the smallest live studio ever for performing up in a tree. And we had. Uh, Chuck Mosley, before he passed away from Faith No More, mm-hmm. the guys in Tantric, who had a,
2: a mm-hmm. gold
0: album and a couple big names came out to just hang out in my treehouse and perform, which was, again, a little bit surreal.
1: That That is very surreal.
0: And at some point in time, I want to do more of those. I just haven't had the time.
1: I mean, you more than anyone else I know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, I feel as I get older, I feel like the days keep getting shorter. It's bothering me.
1: Yeah. And I
0: hear that from a lot of people older than me. I'm like, oh, so it gets worse.
1: Well, each I guess as you get older, each day is a smaller percentage of your life, so it yeah, is kind right. of shorter.
0: Yeah. Thanks for bombing me out. Ethan. Sorry, I know, I know. <laughs> Dude, you're well, going to be dead soon.
2: <laughs> you better get moving. Note, <laughs> <yeah>.
1: <laughs> on a positive note, if you go to Tiny House Summer Camp, you also have the opportunity to stay in in these like funky structures that you've built over the years, right?
0: Yes, that's true. Yeah, like I think there's a my brother and I have to always count. Sit there, like I think yeah. there's eleven of them now. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of them, like little tree houses, little pods, like sleep pods you can you can spend the night in instead of bringing a tent. People can camp out in mm-hmm. tent in the in the field for free. Mm-hmm. There's motels and stuff somewhat nearby where some people mm-hmm. they'll stay or choose to stay yeah and yeah, i mean i I kind of feel if I go to things like this, I want to be on site the whole time. I am yep. on site the whole time. I stay in one of the main cabins, oh, yeah, and because the fun of it is people, as you know, they stay up real late. people bring acoustic guitars, yeah, they hang out, you know. Some beers are open, you know, 11 p.m. Midnight by the fire.
1: It's always a jam.
0: Yeah. You get to meet people, ask questions, network. Yep. All people that are that are in the same wheelhouse mindset and spirit of what you're into.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think last time a Tiny House, last time I was there, I learned how to melt down aluminum cans, smelt aluminum. Yeah, yeah. I went for a wild foraging walk and learned how to, like, eat weeds on the side of the road. Uh, how to stay warm in a pile of leaves. That was, that was adventure, Matt. That was the, yeah. The so the, yeah that's, <laughs>
0: over the years, I keep adding things to it where I'm like, I want, like, it's mainly about building construction a tiny yeah. house, but we have yeah. a lot of side offerings because I want it to be something that's very different than like when I started these, there weren't, there were almost no people yeah. doing anything hands on. Yeah, And then all of a sudden other people, you know, I'm not saying they're copying me. It's just naturally it's the progression yeah. of things. Uh, there's a yeah. lot of people doing them. So I'm like, I got to add stuff to this to make it fun and to entertain me because I get, I get bored yeah. of doing the same thing over and over. Totally. Matt Gabriel, animal man survivor on YouTube. He's, yeah. He's awesome. He's an encyclopedia of backwoods knowledge. It's true. Like he was born in the wrong century. And he teaches all these side classes. If you want to take them, you want to start a fire with a bow and drill. You want to go on a wild edibles walk. Yeah. One thing you haven't experienced is now we do the tours of all the cabins, like where everyone officially gets to see all of them at night by candlelight only, walking through the Sweet. woods. It's like a scene Ooh. out of it's like a scene out of Snow White with the dwarves walking through the woods. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: So that that's been a big hit with people. You know the the candle vigil, like the bottles we have people bring those.
1: Yeah, totally. And it's
0: pretty awesome to see this trail, this ribbon of little fire, like. Traveling through the woods, and we arrive at the giant robot treehouse for a talk. Yep. You've done one there.
1: Yep. So that's like one of the best pictures of me ever is like backlit by that robot.
0: <laughs> it's just such a strange setting, too, in this mossy grove. There's like a 23 yep. foot tall light up robot that's a treehouse. And yep. we don't show yep. people that one till the second night after the candle walk. That's where we arrive.
2: Nice.
1: Well, man, any, anything else you want to kind of get the word about or like uh, preach the gospel of tiny houses to us or <laughs> whatever?
0: No, it's, I mean, I just tell people with the workshops too, whether you ever attend one of mine or not, yeah. it's like, just get a few tools and start with small projects Just start, start doing it. You'll soon find out that it's not as complex, some of it, yep. Yep. as you thought it might be. There's a wealth of knowledge out there through YouTube, through books, yeah. uh, again, workshops. And um, you know, if you join one, great. If you can join us, I'm sure you'll have a lot of fun vermont or in california relax com to beat a dead horse that's what i gotta do and yeah it's so doable i know people I, t- I say this and it's not as a joke but i know people who are morons and don't really have any of their s together <laughs> but they've built some of the most beautiful things i've ever seen because they have patience nice. they take their time and they select the right tools and that's really all there is to it awesome the no- knowledge of course
1: yep yep knowledge knowledge and experience are power
0: yeah so that's what like start by building a stupid birdhouse or a toolbox yeah. like you know yeah cut a few boards people come out to these workshops who have never nailed two boards together literally and by the end they're using a lot of different tools framing walls designing stuff with us and it's pretty cool to see their transformation throughout those three days
1: yeah, it's great. I've seen it. I've seen it happen at, at your workshops. And it's, it's always cool to watch. Yeah, somebody. It's a just... good,
0: each, each year it's different too. the projects are always yeah. different. So we get a lot of return people too.
1: Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, Derek D- Diedrichson, thank you uh, for returning to the Tiny House Lifestyle Podcast. Thank
0: you so much for having me, Ethan. Always great to talk to you. And uh, it's good to see you being so incredibly busy too. I think you might do more stuff than I do.
1: Online, maybe, but I don't know.
0: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But it's, uh, it's respectable, commendable, impressive. So keep doing your thing, man.
1: Thank you so much to Derek Deke Diedrichson for being a guest on the show. You can find the show notes, including a complete transcript, photos, and more over at thetinyhouse.net 272. Again, that's thetinyhouse.net 272. Thank you also so much to Fotile for sponsoring the Tiny House Lifestyle podcast make sure to check out their two-in-one in-sync dishwasher. The link is in the show notes of this episode. And man, I really wish I had one of these in my tiny house. If I was building a tiny house right now, I would not hesitate to put one in. Uh, So check them out. Well, that's all for this week. I'm your host, Ethan Waldman, and I'll be back next week with another episode of the Tiny House Lifestyle Podcast.